Hi, this is Patrick Kaiser, host of the Main Street Matters podcast. This episode is a recording of our Main Street Matters webinar that was done in March 2023, where I'm joined by founder of Crystal Media and retail social media guru, Crystal Volkaitis. We talk about social media strategies that drive foot traffic to the retail store. I am a huge fan of Crystal and the work that she has done for retailers for over a decade. If you'd like to watch this or any other Main Street Matters webinar, you can find them all on hardonmainstreet.org. Thanks. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. Uh, thank you for joining the Main Street Matters webinar. My name is Patrick Kaiser. I'm the executive director of Hard on Main Street. Hard on Main Street is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping independent retailers evolve their business and thrive within their local economy. This is a monthly webinar series dedicated to the independent retail community to provide pertinent information uh, and tips on how to grow your business. Our guest today is founder and CEO of Crystal Media, Crystal Velkaitis. She's here to talk to us about social media strategies that drive foot traffic to your stores. Crystal is a world-class social media expert and powerful speaker who helps retailers shine online and bring a unique brilliance to their local and global masses. Fueling retailers with confidence to grow their visibility and results, Crystal's on a mission to help Main Street businesses thrive. Just the same. Uh, Crystal founded Crystal Media in 2012. Uh, where she has worked with thousands of retailers to increase traffic, sales, profits using social media. She's uh, shared the stage with industry giants like Martha Stewart, uh, Gary Vernachuk, Bethany Frankel, and Jim Quick. And she hosts the show Rooted in Retail, uh, covering retail-centric topics like marketing, money, mindset, and more. To learn more, you can visit crystalmediaco.com and follow uh, her on Instagram at crystalmediaco. So Crystal, again, thank you so much for joining. I am so excited to have you on today. Yes, me too. This will be a great conversation. Absolutely. So you launched Crystal Media back in 2012. Um, you've been at the forefront of watching social media blossom from something that was what individuals did with their private lives to something that is really grown into a must-have for businesses, uh, to almost to the extent that you kind of have to have some sort of social media presence. So, you know, a lot of questions for independent retailers especially is, you know, how do we get the efforts that we do within social media to translate uh, to people coming into the door and dollars into the cash register? And so that's kind of what we will try to be tackling today. Uh, so to begin, I've heard you talk before about the attention economy. Can you help explain that and what that is and why it's so important for our independent retailers to, to understand the attention economy? Totally. We live in a crazy world, guys. We have, because of TikTok specifically, some people will call it the TikTok economy. Some people call it the attention economy. There is so much information that we are bombarded with every single day. And because of the short form apps like Instagram reels and TikTok, we want our content as consumers. We're kind of trained to get that faster. So a couple of stats for you from a recent uh, presentation I gave 
The average human has an attention span of just 8.25 seconds. According to recent studies, that's 4.25 seconds less than in 2000. So our attention span is really shortening. The average person picks up their phone more than 1500 times every week. That's once every five and a half minutes. And so I know, I know some of us are like, are you serious? That's insane. I don't do that. I bet you do. I bet you do. Like there's so many notifications. notifications. We're so connected. Yes, exactly. Um, also the phone takes up on average three hours and 16 minutes of someone's day, but here's what's insane with gen Z, the phone takes up seven and a half hours of their day. So we're talking almost a third of their day, they're on, on the phone. They're on their phone connected. We're seeing more people that are consuming content on social media and turning to those outlets versus watching TV shows. We're getting it faster. And I personally, this is me because I like to go to TikTok. I can learn things fast. I can be entertained fast. There's a lot of variety. The algorithm is so great that it delivers content that is meaningful to me. So what, and here's what I want to call out too, because I think some of us think that Gen Z is kind of far away still, and they don't have really buying power. But in November, we elected our first Gen Z into office in Florida, a 26 year old. So they're, they're here, they are purchasing and they are spending time on the app a third of their day. Like Patrick said, like you said, so we have the opportunity as marketers and as retailers to be in front of our customers every single day. And what I say to be in bed with our customers. I mean, they are scrolling before they go to sleep. They're waking up and scrolling. We're sitting in front of a TV scrolling. It's multi-device. We're standing in lines scrolling. And so we have the opportunity to connect every single day. But the key is that we understand the attention economy and how fast this information is moving and that we create meaningful content that allows our customers to stop the scroll and we are intercepting their attention online versus interrupting it. And one of the best ways that our retailers can do that is by showing themselves being human, talking to the, to the screen, walk and talks are really popular and working really well right now doing your selfies, just being honest, being you showing up for your people. That is what's getting people to build relationships and continue to watch and start to get to know you and trust you. And we are vulnerable and we are showing up on our social personally, us as the store owners. And that's what builds those lifelong relationships. And that's what I'm really passionate about versus, you know, one TikTok going viral and you have over a million people who see it. And then that's it. Like, I want something that's creating the sustainability with our customers. So they're coming in time and time again and building lifelong relationships. And we have the opportunity to do that through these apps. So it's pretty exciting. So, I mean, putting yourself on camera can be a little bit intimidating. Um, What would you say to those that are maybe not comfortable with that yet or haven't haven't you know put themselves on camera so just not uh, not experienced with that yeah so many of our retailers struggle with this and i feel like one of my superpowers is to help retailers feel confident on camera because that's what we've done for so many years. And I have talked to retailers where I'll see them at shows and markets. They'll come up with tears in their eyes because they they did it. 
they had the courage, they put themselves out there and they saw results. And it is really so many retailers have said, I could have never imagined this level of success because they showed up. And so the first part of it is that courage to, to do it, do it afraid as my grandma says. And I really promise you that the more that you are showing up, the easier it does get those first few times feel really uncomfortable. And if it is your first time ever that you're doing a story or you're doing a reel and you're talking into the camera, tell your customers that tell them this is my first time. And I'm terrified. This is so not what I normally do, right? Like, because what happens, I've seen this so many times, your customers are going to give you so much love and they're going to be so excited to see you. They're going to say that it's so good to see you. I love seeing you. Thank you for doing this. So we have to have the courage and then we do have to commit to showing up because we'll find more of that confidence, the more that we do it, but something that's going to really help. I actually have what's called the daily five that helps you do your social media every day in five minutes or less. And a couple of pieces of this is going to help you not feel so uncomfortable on camera. So let's talk about it. The first part of this daily five is you need to think of your perfect customer. So often when we feel uncomfortable, we're thinking about ourselves. I don't like how I look today. Oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Oh, I don't, I'm not where I want to be. Oh, I'm going to sound stupid. I had a retailer who just did not want to go live because she cusses a lot. And she was like, <laughs> I don't want to cuss on my live. Like that's that not my people see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And so, and look, she finally got over it. I'm like you, Risa, you just got to do it. You've got to put yourself out there. And she was fine. She didn't cuss. She was fine. But whatever it is, right. We're just thinking about ourselves. And that's where a lot of the fear comes in. So I want you to think about your favorite customer. They're on the other side of that screen. Just talk to them. Okay. So that's step one. Step two is that you got to be you. And I have this as a reminder because sometimes we think how we have to be, how we should be, how we need to present online. And it's not about that. People connect with you. We can see through when we're not being authentic, when we're not being ourselves. If I say, holy guacamole, I like to make sound effects. Like I am authentically me and that connects me to my retailers. So be you in these, in th these videos and these photos, just be you. So that helps us get a little present also right before we're going to create this content. And then just as you've seen somebody else and the way that they're doing it, that doesn't have to be your way. Uh, yeah, that's excellent. exactly Patrick. And, and I hear this a lot too, because people will be looking at what the retailer down the street does or another retailer in their category, who's killing it on social media. And they're like, but I'm not that energetic, but I'm not that way. Nope. We don't care about that. Your customers love exactly who you are and there is nobody else like you. So you're just going to be yourself. And then three is we're going to jump right in. So there's two parts to this. One is Mel Robbins, who I absolutely love. She's got the five second rule where whatever you're going to do, you're going to count down five, four, three, two, one, and do the thing. So take the picture, go live, hit record, do the thing. Just don't even think about it. We got to get out of our head and just get into action. So use, use that to help you jump right in. 
And if you are doing a video, then I want you to jump right in to tell me what this video is about. This is often the hook because of the attention economy and how fast information is coming out and our, our small attention spans, we want to get to the point quickly. So let's say that we're talking about some mother's day items that we just got in today. That's the purpose of this video. In instead of we've got video a, where it's like, Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, it's snowing here today. I can't believe it's snowing so late, but we, we got some items in. I want to talk about them today. So if you're shopping for mother's day, I'm going to talk about it in this video. That's video a versus video B. I just got awesome mother's day items in today. I'm going to talk about three of my favorite. You're going to love them. Let's talk about it. Like we just get right to the point versus talking about the weather or whatever else we feel like we want to talk about. If that's authentically you, you're going to talk about the weather. You're going to talk about something that happened. You're going to just share that after the hook. I just want you to get people right in, right? So we're going to jump right in. So we hold their attention. And then our fourth step is we're going to share. So this is what happens. We one, think of our favorite customer Two. Okay. I'm sender. I'm going to be me three. I'm going to jump right in. And what the heck am I going to say? Right. Cause it's like, Oh, that's where retailers really get stuck. I don't know what to be. What should I say on social media? So you're going to use the acronym share. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. So S stands for a story. You're going to do one of these things. Okay. So you could tell a story. Maybe something happened to you last night when you were home cooking dinner, or maybe something happened when you were driving into the store or you had a great conversation with a customer yesterday, and you're going to share a story. Maybe it's a story of why you started your business or a story about an item that has an interesting story that you sell in your store. So we're going to either tell a story or H we're going to do something that's human. So we're going to take a picture. We're going to post a picture with a face in it. This could be your face. This could be a team member's face. This could be a customer, but this is something that is humanized then, or then we're going to do a, which is arrivals. Very easy for our retailers. We can just snap a picture, do a live stream, do a story. What have you gotten in today or this week? R is something that's relevant. Relevant can is very easy for time of year you know, seasonal trending holidays, things like that can be really great to talk about. That's relevant, but also you can talk about some relevant pop culture stuff. As long as it is connecting to your favorite customer that you're talking to on the other side. So for example, I love the bachelor bachelorette. I'm part of bachelor nation. <laughs> and if a retailer was creating content and I'm her favorite customer, she, and it's a Monday when bachelor comes out, she might do a quick story and say, okay, it's Monday bachelor's happening tonight. Who's tuning in? Who do you think's going home? And for me, if my favorite retailer is posting this, oh, I am totally engaging with that post. And it has nothing to do with product. I'm just engaging with my retailer, right? And those engagements help from an algorithm standpoint. So we keep seeing that retailers posts when they are postings because we engaged with that content. So R is relevant. And then E is events. So in-person store events or promotions or sales. And what often happens is retailers will do A, E, A, E, arrivals, events, arrivals, events, arrivals, sales. We're Things not are doing happening in my store that I'm comfortable talking about, right? 
Exactly. Yes. We're not comfortable with telling stories though, or the humanized or relating and having those, the relatability stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick one of those acronyms S H A R E. And that's going to be our content that we're going to share on our social media. And I want you to do, I want you to go through those. Don't always do the A don't always do the E but you're just picking one of those. And then finally, our fifth step is we're going to engage. I want you to take one or two minutes to scroll on your feed, comment on your customers' posts, or share the local coffee shop's drink of the day because you're helping them spread awareness for their store. Just connect with your customers in that way and engage and with the local businesses, and then you're done. That's the daily five. So I'm going to quickly go through it again. Think of your favorite per, uh, your favorite customer, be you, jump in, share, and engage. Love it. Um, great question that just came in. And um, so when doing a live, what's a good filler that uh, when we're waiting for more people to come on, or maybe you have one per, what, what's something, and we kind of experienced it as we started webinars, we're waiting for people to, to come in. What can we kind of do for a little bit to just uh, to, to fill some time? Melody, this is a great question because what we see a lot of retailers do is they go live and they're like, okay, hey, everybody, I'm just going to wait a couple minutes till some people sign on. And that might be a couple minutes or it might be like five or 10 until people are coming in, coming on to the live. So we need to jump right in. We are creating the live it with our replay viewers in mind. Okay. Because you're going to have a lot more replay people than you are live streaming people. So get to the point attention economy. If you're talking, if you're waiting around for a few minutes to get the video started, I'm clicking off on the replay. I'm scrolling. I'm not going to be watching that. And I don't want you to lose those eyeballs. So I want you to start the live right away. Welcome to this live. Here's what we're going to be covering. If you have any giveaways or tell them how they need to buy, if you're using comments sold, or if you're doing a different way to sell in that, in that video, tell them what's going on. Some of the logistics, then get to your first item, like get there kind of quick of what you want to talk about. And then more people are going to be signing on and you're going to be like, welcome to all of our new people. We've pinned a comment there on how you can buy, but if you have questions, let us know. Just a reminder, we're giving away something at, you know, 1115. So you've got to be live to win, engage, tell me where you're tuning in from. So you could do a few reminders, you know, five minutes in, 15 minutes in, but really get that, get that live stream started right away. Don't, don't wait around. Excellent. Yeah. And, you know, good suggestion in there of, you know, having some giveaways, something that you really, you know, that engagement people are, uh, will want to, want to be engaged people love free things. And so, well, and can I just share one of my favorite stories? I was speaking to a group of florists and a few years ago, and I was talking about live streaming and being consistent. People want to see you. They love seeing their, their retailers. And we just crave connection now more than ever because of the pandemic, because of technology. There's a lot of, of reasons why. So when you're showing up for your customers, that is really meaningful to them. And sometimes we may never know how meaningful, but one of the florists shared with me that she was doing a consistent weekly live during the COVID shutdowns. And it was every Wednesday and she would always do a giveaway. 
And one day a customer comes into the store. She was the winner of that week's giveaway on the live. And she's crying, thanking the retailer for doing these consistent live streams because she's lives alone. She's super lonely and is just having a hard time. She so looks forward to these lives. She loves the florist and her energy and just how, who she is. And when she called her name, when the florist called her name to win, she shared that she fell off the couch. She started <laughs> crying and screaming, like so excited. And it was such a highlight for her. That is so meaningful that we have the ability to connect like that, to yeah. really be there for our customers. I mean, there's so many ripples of just really showing up on social. And so you just have to, when you do a giveaway like that, it makes it fun and it is more engaging. And the other key to these two is just really being consistent. You know, so many of our retailers are, I mean, they're your fixtures in your community. I mean, people know you, they see you, um, you being able to speak to your customers uh, and being able to reach them in other ways, um, showing your face is, is important that they, they get to know who you are as a person as well. Totally. So social media is a constantly changing thing. Um, we've gone from shoot, not even 10 years ago, uh, Facebook was the dominant thing to Instagram and now TikTok. What is kind of new? What are kind of the emerging things that people should be looking for, uh, really try to, to participate in? Yep. So short form video content is the name of the game in 2023. And so what I mean by that is your Instagram reels, your Facebook reels, your TikToks, YouTube shorts, Pinterest idea pins, they all have their short form video content. So whatever platform majority of your customers are on that you also feel comfortable using, especially if there's ever like, if it's just you managing the social media, or if you ever have overwhelm, just focus on one platform. Okay. Where your customers hang out and what do you feel comfortable using and leverage the, the short form video content aspect. So create the reel or do the TikTok. Um, the, the reason this is working so well is these apps are putting a heavier weight on short form video. They want the video people are watching. When we watch content, we stay on that content longer. So we're staying on the apps longer versus just kind of scrolling through photos and then we're leaving the app. So of course these apps are designed to keep us for as long as possible. I think the average TikTok user is on it every single day for 45 minutes. So we're watching video, we're staying connected because it is video. Now, from a marketing perspective, when people are staying on your content longer and because it's a video, of course, they're going to stay on it longer. That's going to help you with the algorithm. So you're showing up more in front of those people who are watching your videos. They say, oh, they're spending time on this content. I'm going to show more of this retailer's content to this person. And that's meaningful because organic reach is challenging, especially on Facebook and Instagram. It's very low. So free reach. If you post on Facebook on average, one to 6% of people who like you on Facebook are going to see what you're posting. So organically for free. Yeah. So it's so low. So that's where we want to use the, the tools today that the apps like that gets people to stay on our content longer. And the other thing that short form video allows us to do is we get to connect with the store. We get to hear your voice. We get to see your face. We get to see the store. We're bringing the, the physical storefront to the virtual world. And the easiest way to do that is through video. So that's 
hands down, number one, you've really got to be leveraging short form video. I do want to address that Instagram recently said that through surveys and hearing from their community, Instagram users are wanting more of the photo based posts. They were saying how they don't want the reels to be dominant and it reels were really Instagram's way of competing with TikTok. And Meta always copies everybody else. Like they are not original at all. So, uh, so they are in it. They have these reels to do that. You can still get a lot of organic reach with reels. The other thing that is working well for Instagram, because they're trying to, you know, integrate more of the photo based and have a heavier weight there with the algorithm doing carousel posts work really well on Instagram. And so that's when you go to post to Instagram, select multiple photos. That way people can scroll through and they can see a collection that you just dropped or multiple new items or things that are going to be in your clearance sale this weekend, what, whatever that is but they're staying on your content longer because they're scrolling through. And so that's also going to help you from the algorithm standpoint. Yeah. So key there of keeping people's eyes on it, multiple photos is, is, you know, a way to do that as well. Exactly. Yep. You got it. And I just want to address the fact that because organic reach is so low, advertising is a way, yes, you have to have a budget for it, but it's going to be a faster way to see results on Facebook and Instagram. I have an ads agency at crystal media. I've had it for the whole time. I've had this business for over 10 years. Our most successful retailers run ads on Facebook and Instagram. So if one to 6% are seeing what you're posting organically, there's majority of people are not seeing what you're posting. And so that's frustrating because we're taking the time, we're doing our daily fives, we're showing up consistently and majority of people are not seeing it. So if we're advertising and one ad we run for all of our retailers is what I call a most recent ad, you just advertise the newest post, your most recent post to the people that like your Facebook page. Because those people have said, I like you, I wanna get your content, I want you in my feed. But Facebook is only showing one to 6% even though they've said, I want to see it. So if we're paying to have the visibility to those people, those are a warm audience group. Cause they've said, yes, I want to like, I want to see your stuff. So when your feeds come through as an ad, they're more likely to engage with it because they know you they've liked you. They want to get your posts. So that cost tends to be lower because it's a warm audience group. And then they're engaging with the post by either liking, commenting, sharing, clicking, and that helps with the algorithm to help show your content organically in the future. So when we run ads, it can increase our organic reach. And then also we're paying to kind of force that visibility to the people who want to see us. And then that's when they're acting on it. They're clicking over and buying, or they're coming in and shopping, or they're going to our events. So I, and I just want to say like, you do not need a big box budget. We ran an ad for one of our retailers. She was having a ladies night out event. We did an event page for her event. We turned it into an ad. We had a $30 budget. We targeted a couple different audience groups, people who like her, her email list. And from that $30, over 300 people responded to the event ad. So they either said, yes, I'm going, maybe I'm going, no, but all of that is, is tracked by Facebook algorithm and helps show those people your posts in the future. 
And then they had a really successful event. They were packed and that event generated over $3,000 for them. And she felt like that was a really strong couple hours of a ladies night event for $30, you know? So yeah, yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah. exactly. So you, that, so short form. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, I feel like just I'm just talking a ton. No, you're good. You had just mentioned short form video. So, I mean, how long are we talking? What What is, and I know some um, platforms put a cap on it, but what, what is, you know, a length of a short form then can, is there a sweet spot anywhere? Yeah. You know, it's funny because for so many years, retailers would ask me how long should my videos be? Cause we've been teaching go live since like 2016, I think is when that, that came out. And I would always say, have your videos be as long as they need to be and not a second more. And people didn't love that answer because it's like, no, give me the exact time, right? We want exactly what we, you know, yeah, make it easy. Um, but so the thing is, is I say that because we need to be really prepared, do the hook, know who you're talking to, get to the point. And if that's going to take you a minute, then fine. But could that minute maybe take you 45 seconds? You know, like ask your, ask, can, how can this be? tight and to the point and for my perfect customers. The, so that's, I do want you to still focus on that as long as it needs to be a not a second more. But like you said, Patrick, some of these platforms like TikTok, you're at a three minute max. In my opinion, that's way too long, which yeah. sounds crazy. Three minutes is nothing, right? But sounds crazy. And some people can do up to 10 minutes on TikTok and that's way too long, I think there. Um, but most of the apps are going to be a 60 second or 90 second if you can really be below that 60 seconds, I think that's that sweet spot and really getting that hook in within the first three to five seconds. Good. Yeah. So doesn't need to be, I don't need to be talking for, for 10 minutes to, you know, if 60 seconds is a, is a good, good answer. Uh, good, yes. good. Uh, so it can be challenging for retailers to post every day, right? We talk, you know, we need to be a post, we need to have consistent content what advice would you have to help retailers you know, be able to commit to a social media uh, strategy like that? Mm, great question, because what ends up happening to a lot of our retailers is you're busy doing a million different things and you're in your store, you wear so many different hats. And so now you're being asked to wear the content creator hat, which I really want us to embrace because I think that that's an opportunity and it, and we get to do that versus I have to do that because we get to show up with our customers every day and connect with them. But it's like, Oh, it's another hat I have to wear. And so the daily five is going to help you. But what ends up happening is you're like, cool, I could totally do the daily five. I wrote it down and I'm going to do this today. And then you leave this webinar and you have lunch and then a million things happen and you're going to sleep and you're like, oh, I totally didn't do that daily five. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And so tomorrow comes and then all the things that happen tomorrow happen and you forget. And then eventually you're like, what was the daily five thing? And then it's just left your mind. So we it for a couple of days and then you're know, like, oh, I just, I run out of content ideas or something. Yeah. I run out, I fall off. Oh, I don't have time for it today. Like we're, it's really about creating a new habit. And this is about change. This is about evolving. So we have to create the change. And one of the easiest ways is to create a cue for yourself. So the cue could be an alarm on your phone that at 10 AM, it says daily five, 
and in there list what the five things are until you memorize it. And then that goes off at 10 and it's a non-negotiable at 10 AM. I'm doing my daily five, right? Unless of course you're driving, then hit snooze and wait. Um, another way that you could create a queue is by putting it on a checklist. So if you have an opening and closing store checklist for you and your team, that is a non-negotiable thing. We, we clean the windows, we unlock the doors, we open flip our sign over. We turn on the radio. We do a story. We do our daily five, right? So it becomes non-negotiable. And I was talking to a retailer, a board retailer. He's got like a skate ramp inside of his store. And we were talking about this and he's, he's like, you're so right with the checklist, because I have an employee who was not doing everything on the checklist. One of those was social media. So he took away his rights to use the ramp in the store for two weeks because he wasn't doing, following the procedure. And, uh, guess what? He ended up doing exactly. He was on top of everything because he wanted those rights back. So there needs to be accountability with your team or with yourself and just making sure that we get these things done. It's non-negotiable. So we have to have some sort of cue, create the new habit until it does become a habit. And I'll see retailers that really start to embrace it. I mean, they're looking at so many things as content. They're sitting in their car before they go. And those car you know, videos work really well on social media. Just talk real quick to your people, something you're excited about. Just do the share, right? Go into your store. Pauline on my team is, is she says this all the time. Everything is content and retailers have a whole storefront filled with content. So you can go like this and turn and like this and behind and like this, and you can get content in the store. Now, ideally you're a little bit more strategic on what you're posting about, um, for example, Beth, who is on the heart on main street board and was one of your guest speakers last yep, month. Yep. Yes. She has a great process where her team can, comes in and she tells them what products she wants them to take pictures of and videos of. Cause she knows what's selling. Well, she knows what her customers want and are looking for. So ideally we have some structure to that, but you do, you have a whole building full of content that your customers want to see and shop. We love just shopping while we're scrolling on our phone. So do the carousel, take those pictures and just really commit. But at the end of the day, it's about commitment and creating new habits. I can imagine, you know, just the, this could be a little bit overwhelming. Um, when it comes, do you have any advice for, for our retailers when it comes to uh, marketing their store? Well, I mean, the first thing is ideally you're not doing this all by yourself because again, you're wearing so many hats and for you to sit there and the thing, so my belief is that social media doesn't get done or doesn't get done well for three reasons, resistance, no plan or no system. And so resistance shows up in a lot of different ways. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I have fear of putting myself out there. I fear of failing. I've done it before. It didn't work. We're very reliant on word of mouth marketing. Like I have the best store and the best products. People are going to find me and <laughs> we just hope that they do. Right. Um, and so we have resistance for a lot of different reasons, uh, comparing ourselves to other people. So that holds us back or we don't have the plan and, or sometimes we experience both of this and the plan is the actual like planned out who's 
in charge of my social media? Where are we posting? Who's our perfect customers? Where do they spend time? Your content plan of what you're going to be posting and what this is connected to your marketing or your, um, yeah, your marketing calendar and events and what's new that's coming in. What are your smart goals? We're reverse engineering our smart goals to create plans and campaigns for our social. So we don't have a plan. We're just sitting down at like the end of the day. Oh no, I didn't post something. I'm going to post something. Yeah, exactly. Or we don't have a system and systems create what I call a winning slot machine. You pull the lever to see repeatable success. So we, if we have a system of how we do our social media and we stick with the system and ideally we have help somebody on our team that's working the system and they're posting and they're, they are creating the shot list. They're getting the content. They're editing the content. They're publishing the content. That is a better use of somebody else's time on your team versus the store owner doing that. Because often if the content's on the store owner's phone, it's just going to stay on your phone. It's not going to get posted. So we need things that are going on, right? So many things. I am guilty. Do you know how much content I have on this phone? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Patrick. I have so many things that I have taken and videos I've done. Nobody knows about it because it's just sitting here because I'm running my business, just like our retailers. So if you get help, it's more likely that you will be consistent have them create the plan. You can approve the plan or be a part of the brainstorming and creating a system. So we see the repeatable success work, the system that is going to help the overwhelm. I think it's Dale Carnegie who has a quote, one hour of planning can save 10 hours of work. So if we get, if we take, we just don't time block. We just don't take the time to plan and be strategic with our marketing. And so we end up spending 10 hours versus that one hour. So we're really clear and structured. So we're getting towards end, but you know, one, uh, could I kind of recap or what would be three things that you'd really want our retailers to, to take away from today, uh, be able to implement into their businesses? Mm. Well, the first is to put yourself out there, do it afraid, show up for your customers and and be you. They like we were talking about in the very beginning today. If if you are fearful of this, if there is resistance and hesitation, I really encourage you to just do it anyways because your customers want to see you and it's about creating meaningful connections with them to have lifelong customers and clients. And we have the ability to do that with social very easily. And I don't want us to miss out on that opportunity and really approach it that way that I'm connecting with my customer. It's not, again, I get to versus I have to. So that'd be one. Um, and two is to create a, a change, create a habit around being consistent with your social media. We know it's meaningful to do it. So now we got to commit. So you've got to commit and create the habit. And if it's a cue or on the checklist with the daily five, that's a great way to start. And then three, like I just said, with team, trying to find somebody on the team that can help support you or work up to that is going to really help take some of this pressure off for you and create more content and really help build that because then we're, we're building the business. It's going to help pay for that person. It's going to help sell more, drive more traffic in. And so really just having somebody help support you with that effort. 
Excellent. Well, thank you, Crystal. I mean, this is amazing. A lot of great tips for, for our retailers to be able to take away from today. Uh, we're going to take a couple questions uh, in the in the Q and A. Uh, so if you have some that have come up as we've have been talking today, please type in. Um, in the meantime, as as people are typing in, uh, Crystal, you mind remind people where they can find you and where they can find Crystal Media. Yeah, we're Crystal Media CO on all the socials and crystalmediaco.com. And uh, Patrick mentioned this in my intro, but I started a new show, Rooted in Retail. Patrick is one of my guests and his episode is going to be out in April, but tune in. It's a free resource to help retailers. My whole thought is that retail can be tough, but it doesn't have to be lonely. And I have amazing friends in the industry that I'm interviewing and just the whole goal is to help support you in your store. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can go to uh, crystalmediaco.com slash guest. Wonderful. And yeah, first couple episodes have been fantastic. So yeah, thank you for, for, for work that you've been doing. Yeah. Uh, question that came in, uh, can we get some tips on having a successful comment sold? Yeah, totally, Emma. So comment sold, for any of those that don't know, comment sold is a great app that helps you with the live selling. So if you are doing a live selling on Facebook, they are the technology that can run that easier for you. So customers will subscribe to your comments sold. They enter in their information. And then when you're doing your live selling, you can preload all the items you're gonna talk about. They can have a number with the price that can be shown on the screen while you're live selling, like you know a cup that's number 28 and it's 14.99. And so that way people can comment sold 29 in that or 28, whatever that number is. And it will automatically invoice them through Facebook messenger or DM or email them or text them the invoice, however they've signed up. And so it's such a great tool. So if you're doing live selling, check out comments sold, they can help you get it done. As far as tips for being successful with it, any live stream. So whether you're using comment sold or something else, I want you to do a couple of things. One, we really have to promote that we're doing this live selling. So we can't just hope that people see and get a notification. Oh, the store is going live. And then they tune in. We rely on that too much. We miss the marketing of the live. So we want to make sure we're using our email list. We want to make sure we're posting on social, doing a reel about it, doing stories about it. We're really connecting and promoting that we're going to do the live. If you have something special, like a giveaway, like we talked about earlier to encourage people to be live with you that can tend to help get more people watching live. Then when you are live, I recommend encouraging people to share the live or tag a friend that would be interested in virtually shopping together. That way you're getting some new people who are, it's kind of like your viral sales soldiers, right? Like letting your customers promote you and bring more people to the live. Then we also want them to engage. So ask them questions throughout the live, like get them to be chatting in and respond back to them. So they know you're reading them and it's kind of this conversation. It's this fun shopping event. Like keep in mind that we want to be engaging our customers and connecting through this. It's not just about, you know, you talking about products and that's it. When they engage, they're going to, they're more likely to see your stuff in the future for free. Plus when a video has a lot of comments on it, it can bump, story bump it up to the top for other people when they sign on to see that replay because it became popular. It had a lot of comments. 
Um, and so, so do those are a few ways to get people there, grow it, get people engaged. And then another thing I want you to think of kind of like, what am I doing before? What am I doing during? What am I doing after? And an after piece is promote the live, do an ad. You could promote it for $10. Some of our retailers do 50 or a hundred, depending on your budget and depending on what our goals are of this live, how many more people we want to see it. You can be so targeted on with Facebook advertising. So promote it afterwards. So we get more visibility and here's something that's really cool on Facebook. We can choose a specific video and advertise to the people who watch that video. So let's say I'm doing a video all about all sorts of new items that I got in store. And I then do a ad to the people that watch that. And now I've got my shop and, and all the, all the products I talked about in that live stream are right there for people to go buy. So take it further, Emma. I hope those are helpful. Another question that come, uh, came in, I manage marketing for both a retail store and a restaurant. What is the biggest difference between increasing engagement and growing a following between the two industries? Mm. So uh, anonymous attendee, this is a really great question because I view it, I don't see there being a, a big difference because it's a local business. We have the ability to connect with you, know the people behind the screen, who's running the store, who's running the restaurant. That's where small businesses thrive and win. You have your people and people buy from people who they get to know and they trust and they fall in love. And that creates the meaningful connections, right? So whether it is a restaurant or a store, you have your small business. So you have the opportunity to showcase your people and you. And so you really should be doing that. Um, you know, it's a little different from a store perspective with the ability to live sell and right. shop and like do some of the, the shopping online and product. And that can be a little bit more engaging where like a restaurant, you're not necessarily going to have that experience, but I will say some restaurants were got really creative during COVID and then have started to continue to do this where they're doing live tasting events, or you can buy samples of things, or they're doing wine pairings with food or just wine tasting events, different things with food. And they're, you buy it ahead of time and then they are doing live streams or Zooms for people that participate and it's creating a new experience for your customers outside of coming in to the restaurant and eating. So there are ways to engage, you know, from that aspect, it might require kind of some creativity and new ways of doing things, but that that's kind of my, um, how I would see those as being a little different. Yeah, absolutely. You can really you know, show the experience with the restaurant, just like you would within, within a retail environment. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Uh, see, I think that is our last question. So Crystal, thank you so much. This is an amazing conversation. I think our retailers can take a lot out of what you were uh, talking about today. So thank you so much for, for being on today. Uh, yes. Thank you for having me. It's oh, an absolutely. honor. Thank you. Uh, follow us on social media, Hard on Main Street. Uh, you can find us really at uh, Hard on Main Street on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, wherever you want to, to find us, you'll be able to find us there. So uh, thank you all very much and have a wonderful day. Again, if you'd like to watch this or any other webinar or register for an upcoming webinar, we do have them monthly, you can do so through heartonmainstreet.org. Thanks. 